Thank you for joining us today. For more information about our service times, visit okoegt.com. Also, stay in touch with us on social media by liking us on Facebook and following us on Instagram at okoegt. Now let's prepare our hearts as we go into the message. Amen. Are you happy this morning? It is good to see you and those who have joined us via live stream. Welcome. Our theme for 2022 has been the time is now. And church, I believe that there's going to be a great breakthrough in your life and your family this year. I believe the second half of 2022 is going to be your time of added blessing. How many received that today? I believe it's going to be your year of going after God his presence, and his anointing like never before. I want to challenge us. I want to challenge us to be determined in our spirits. I want to challenge you to declare to your spirit, man, that this is my day, this is my year, this is my time, my season, and this is my opportunity to go after God And to grow into the man or woman God has destined me to be. I believe that no past mistake is going to stop you now. No label others have placed on you is going to hold you back. No fear, no insecurity, no lie of the enemy is going to keep you down. I believe that now is your time to rise and declare the truth of Jesus Christ over your life and over your family. I believe now is the time to stand and to declare the word of God over your situations. I believe the time for a double portion is today. How many will receive that double portion from the Lord? Turn with me just for a moment to Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61, we're going to look at verse 7. But before we read verse 7, I want to remind you that chapter 61 of Isaiah is a messianic chapter referring to what the Messiah was going to do, what the Messiah was going to bring. We know that the, the beginning of the, of, of the fulfillment of these prophecies was found in Jesus Christ, the Messiah, our Lord and our Savior. Now, at the time of this writing, this prophecy, the, the Israelites were exiled and they were experiencing nothing but shame and disgrace because they were a conquered people. They were living in exile and uh, reproach. And the reason for their exile was because of their sinfulness and rebellion of their hearts. But this chapter was declaring that the time of shame and dishonor was coming to an end. In addition to to recognizing the priestly role of God's people, the nations would see that they were a people blessed by God. Look at verse 7. Instead of shame and dishonor, you will enjoy a double share of honor. 
you will possess a double portion. Did you hear that? You will possess a double portion of prosperity in your land. And everlasting joy will be yours. I think that we need to take that promise today and apply it to our life. I'm talking to someone this morning. You've been through the fight. You've been through the valley. You've been through a difficult season but God's about to turn some things around. God's about to remove the disgrace and God's about to give you a double blessing. God's about to give you a double portion. God's about to move exponentially in your life and in your family. And I love verse, one, verse 9, the, the, the second part of verse 9. Everyone will notice that they are the people the Lord has blessed. See, I believe a blessing is coming in your life that is going to be so pronounced that people will just stand back and say, God has favored them. God has blessed them. God is helping them. Hear me. Yesterday's reproach is being lifted. The disgrace of years gone by is now ended, and you are entering into a season of double blessing. For every setback, there's going to be a blessing. For every disappointment, there's going to be a double blessing. For every turn back you've experienced, God is going to bring a double portion of his goodness and faithfulness. And everyone will realize that you are the person the Lord has blessed. Do you receive that today? Can you give God praise this morning? Now remember the context of Isaiah 61 is as the people open themselves to God, to the light that he has manifested, then the blessings of a double portion will come. May our determination for the remainder of 2022 be this, I am pressing in. I'm getting closer. I'm going to lean in. I'm going after the Lord. Bob Sorgi, who was a minister that we've entertained in, uh, over the last several years, he come and preached on, on a couple of different occasions. He, he wrote a little book titled Reset. And in that book, Reset, he's talking about the importance of listening. Let me read a portion of what he said. This is why we come to the secret place. We come primarily to listen. Yes, it's a time to talk to God, but more than that, it's a time to hear from God. See, things don't change when I talk to God. Things change when God talks to me. See, church, we got to get to a place where we can hear God speak, where we can allow God speak to us. Because as I'm, as I'm talking to God, it doesn't always bring change. But the moment he speaks, the moment he declares, the moment, the moment he gives a rhema word, everything changes. There's a shift. There is a change that takes place. And I declare in your life and in your family that the time is now and God's going to bring a reset and God's going to do something great in your life. I read this verse to the volunteers that meet for prayer early 
in the mornings, on Sunday morning, and it's found in Psalm 27, verse 8. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. See, I believe the Spirit of God is calling you. The Spirit of God is saying, come and talk with me. The question is, is our heart saying, Lord, I'm coming. Lord, here I am. Quickly in your notes, the first thing we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the plan. Write that word, the plan. And turn with me to the Old Testament, the book of Kings, 2 Kings chapter 2. It's a great story, the prophet Elijah and Elisha. The chapter opens up, it says, when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were traveling from Gilgal. Now, what you'll notice from this story is it was a common knowledge that the prophet Elijah was going to be taken from earth to heaven. Elisha was aware of this. I want you to notice Elisha's posture. I want you to notice Elisha's determination, Elisha's desire. And from this, we can take that God is calling us, speaking to our hearts, come talk to me. And may our heart respond by saying, Lord, I'm coming. Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, for the Lord has told me to go to Bethel. But Elisha responded, as surely as the Lord lives, you, you yourself live, I will never leave you. Notice that. I will never leave you. So they went down together to Bethel. And the group of the prophets in Bethel came to Elisha and asked him, did you know that the Lord is going to take your master away from you today? Of course I know, Elisha answered, but be quiet about it. Then Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, for the Lord has told me to go to Jericho. But Elisha replied, as surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I will never leave you. So they went together to Jericho. Then the group of the prophets from Jericho came to Elisha and asked him, did you know the Lord is about to take your master away from you today? Elisha responded, of course I know, but be quiet about it. Then Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, for the Lord has told me to go to the Jordan River. And again, Elisha replied, as surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I will never leave you. So they went on together. Fifty men from the group of prophets also went and watched from a distance as Elijah and Elisha stood beside the Jordan River. Then Elijah folded his cloak together and struck the water with it, and the river divided, and the two of them went across on dry ground. When they came to the other side, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me what I can do for you before I am taken away. And Elisha replies, please let me inherit a double share of your spirit and become your successor. You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah replied. If you see me when I'm taken from you, then you will get your request. But if not, 
then you won't. See, the plan for Elisha actually started back in 1 Kings chapter 19. When God told Elijah that he was to anoint Elisha, the son of Shaphat, to replace him as the prophet of God. I want to remind you that your call begins with God. God has called you to be his people, and God has called you in his purpose. And Paul speaks about the endless treasures available to us in Christ. So you're called to have a double portion. You're called to inherit blessings. You're called to inherit more of God. To participate in the endless treasures, the gifts that God has for you. And I believe God's calling you to a double portion. Write this word, submission. I want you to notice in the story the submission to the call. Elisha made a decision to leave the familiar and submit to the plan of God. And the plan was to be the assistant to the prophet Elijah. And what would entail to be there in that moment that Elijah was taken away. There comes a point in your life where you have to say yes to God's plan. There comes a point in your life where you have to say yes to the double portion. Now, it may require sacrifice. It may require you making some tough decisions. But I promise you, if you'll put God first, I promise you, if you'll trust the Lord, I promise you, if you'll submit to the plan and the purpose of God that eye hath not seen, ear has not heard what God has prepared for you. Basically, the Lord is saying today, you haven't seen anything yet. God's got something great, wonderful, glorious for you. Elisha was asked by Elijah as they came to the other side of the Jordan, tell me what I can do for you before I am taken away. And Elisha replied, please let me inherit a double share of your spirit and become your Successor, the old English says, a double portion of your spirit. What are you asking God to do in your life? What are you believing God to do in your family? Are you believing God to do more? Are you believing God to pour his spirit out upon you? in greater degrees than you've ever dreamed possible. It brings us to our second thought. Write this word process. Let's talk about the process that Elisha had to go through. In verse 10, Elijah responded, you have asked a difficult thing. So his reply was this, if you see me when I am taken from you, then you will get your request. But if not, then you won't. 
Now, we have a little challenge with this because the promise is conditional. It's conditional upon Elisha doing some things. So there's the possibility that he will receive, but there's also the possibility he will not. It's depending upon his actions. It's depending upon his life. It's depending upon the parameters that have been set up. See, we want everybody to get a trophy. We want everybody to get a pat on the back. We want everybody to be cheered. But hear me, the reality of life is this. Life is conditional upon what you do, decisions that you make. And if you obey the Lord, you'll have the blessings of God. But if you disobey his commands, then you invoke the curses of the Lord in your life. It was Joshua who told the Israelites, choose you this day whom you will serve. Choose you this day. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. There's personal responsibility. And our culture has a challenge with that. We have a challenge with personal responsibility. But it doesn't change the facts. There's personal responsibility. Elisha wanted a double portion, but it was, was he willing to pay the price for the double portion? Elisha wanted to be the successor. Elisha wanted the anointing of God like the spirit of Elijah. But was he willing to go far enough? Was he willing to do what was necessary? Now, it's important that you see desire. Elisha said, this is what I want. When's the last time you told the Lord, Lord, what I want is more of you, your presence, your power, your anointing, your favor, your power. How many are looking for such an effectiveness in the remainder of 20 22. And I'm believing God for a double portion of the outpouring of the spirit of God on each of us. But what is it going to take? Write the word perseverance. It's going to take perseverance. The word for Elisha was this. You have to be present when I'm taken up. You have to see me when it happens. So he could not let Elijah out of his sight. No matter where Elijah went, he had to be his shadow. He had to be there. It speaks of persistence, perseverance. He had to persevere at Gagal. He had to persevere at, at, at Bethel and then at Jericho and at the Jordan River. Sometimes, church, we miss out because we give up too soon. Sometimes we miss out because we've not persevered long enough. I believe that the remainder of 2022, God has a blessing for your life. And as you persevere, as you keep showing up, as you keep worshiping, as you keep believing, God's going to do something. Great. God's going to reward you for your faithfulness, for your ability to persevere through the hardship. Could it be the setback that you're experiencing? Could it be the hardship, the resistance that you've been walking through? Could it be a test to see that you really want this double portion? Elijah 
said, you've asked a hard thing. But if you're there, it's going to happen. You have to be at the right place at the right time. Determination. There were many opportunities for distractions. I believe that you and I must declare war and mobilize an offensive against every distraction. There are many distractions in your life. There are many opportunities for you to take a break, for you to rest, for you to get on the sidelines, and for you to be distracted. But good things come to those who continue to persevere in the Lord. Write this word, pursuit. Write the word, pursuit. The process involved pursuing. Just as Elisha had to pursue Elijah and not allow him to get out of his sight, so you and I must pursue the presence of Christ. Pursuit is the process. When Jesus was starting his earthly ministry, he called the disciples to follow him. They were called to a life of pursuit, to a journey of pursuit. John in his gospel in the first chapter records these words in verse 40. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, we have found the Messiah, which means the Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. It means rock. You'll become a rock in the kingdom of God. However, we really don't see this until you get to the book of Acts. It was in the process where Simon was becoming the rock, Peter, Petros. Simon entered into the school of experience with the Christ. And church, I promise you, if you persevere, if you are persistent and you pursue, God has you in the school of transformation. You have not yet what you're going to be, but you will become what he's called you to be. You'll become a rock. You'll become an individual who knows him and the power of his resurrection. And you can begin to walk in your double portion. That's what God has for you, the process. But many times we want the crown without the cross. Many times we want the stage without the process. Many times we want the platform without paying the price. We're looking for that quick fix. We're looking for that shortcut. There are no shortcuts to the double portion. There's no shortcuts to the anointing. Charisma will not get you there. Gifting and talents alone will not get you there. What you need is God to anoint your gifts and your talents. What you need is God to anoint your life. What you need is God to anoint that which is in front of you. 
See, most people want the accolades of a Peter, but they're not willing to go through the process to become the rock for the kingdom. You fast forward to Acts chapter 5, verse 15, we see Peter operating and walking in that double portion. It says, as a result of the apostles' work, sick people were brought out into the streets on beds and mats so that Peter's shadow might fall across some of them as he went by. There was an anointing on his life. But it wasn't in that moment when he first met Jesus. It was through the process of being with Jesus. And when you take the time to be with Jesus, then he'll make you a mouthpiece for the kingdom. He'll anoint you that your life will affect and change others. He'll take you to your destiny. Which brings us to the final point, write this word, power. 2 Kings 2. There's a whirlwind that takes place. Chariots of fire come down. Separates Elijah from Elisha. And Elijah is taken up in a whirlwind. It happened just like Elijah said it would. My heart has heard you calling. Come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. It will be just like he said it would be. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You shall be my witnesses. Power to be. Verse 13 of 2 Kings 2, Elisha picked up Elijah's cloak, which had fallen when he was taken up. Then Elisha returned to the bank of the Jordan River. He struck the water with Elijah's cloak and cried out, Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? And the river divided, and Elisha went across. Let me give you an observation. Elijah picked up Elijah's cloak. It was the same cloak that Elijah threw over him when he was plowing his father's oxen. But Elisha had to pick it up. Elisha persevered, but he still had to pick up the cloak. I wonder, are you willing to pick up the cloak? Are you willing to pick up what God's laid before you? Are you willing to pick up and to carry that mantle? Are you willing to pick up and to operate in the anointing that God has, has called you to operate in? you got to pick it up and you got to operate in it. The cloak represents the calling. It represents, write this word, the anointing. It represents the double portion. And church, there comes a moment in your life when you got to pick up the cloak, when you got to pick up that anointing, and you got to say, I'm going to be who God's called me to be. I'm going to do what God's called me to do. I don't care about the fanfare. I don't care about how it separates me from friends and from other relatives. I'm going to obey the Lord. I'm going to do what God's called me to do. I'm going to step into that season because the time is now. Now, the time is today. Write the word embrace. Elisha embraced his new role. 
Sometimes we don't become who God's called us to be because we're not embracing what God called us to be. Elisha began to walk in it. That's the last fill in the blank. Write that word walk. That walk simply means to operate. It means to live it out. And what you got to do is you got to live out what he's called you to be. Can I tell you the primary thing he's called you to be? He's called you to walk in Christ-likeness. He's called you to follow Jesus. He's called you to let the word of God sanctify you, wash you, and cleanse you, and you become a mirror image of who Jesus is. It's important that we don't skip the, the step of Christ-likeness. See, the anointing will be destroyed in your life if you don't look like Jesus. But let me tell you what will help you walk in that greater anointing is when you look like Jesus, you act like Jesus, you shine the light of Jesus Christ and the anointing of God will be released in your life and people will be affected touched by you 2 Kings 2 verse 9, let me read this out of the message translation when they reached the other side, Elijah said to Elisha, what can I do for you before I'm taken from you? Ask anything. And Elisha said, your life repeated in my life. I want to be a holy man just like you. Your life repeated in my life. What a prayer. Jesus May your life be repeated in my life. May your life be repeated in my life. May your life be repeated in me. Mm. Don't chase the glitter. Get the substance. And can I tell you what the substance is? Jesus. Jesus. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the opportunity to preach your word today. And Lord, I sense in my spirit there are individuals struggling with their call. Struggling with what you're asking them to do. Lord, I pray. I pray that they'll have the courage to say yes. I pray that they'll have the courage to lean in. Just as Elijah said to Elisha, if you see me when I'm taken away, then you'll receive that mantle. But if not, then so be it. Lord, I pray. As Elisha persevered, as Elisha was present, I pray that we'll persevere and that we'll be present with you this moment. God, that we will give you our yes, that we'll give you our obedience, that we'll give you our life, that we'll put you first above all things. Lord, I believe there's a double portion. 
I believe the blessing is for today. I believe, God, that we're going to walk in the goodness of God, the power of the Lord, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. But God, we got to persevere and pursue. We got to be in the presence of God. As our head is bowed, our eyes are closed, I want to ask you today, where are you with God? Where are you in your relationship with the Lord? Christ is calling. Calling you to a deeper relationship. Calling you to more. You may not understand what more is. You may not really understand what he's calling you today. But you feel the presence of the Lord tugging at your heart. The most important thing this morning is not to have it figured out. The most important thing is your yes. Your yes. It's you and the Lord. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. God's calling. You hear him in your heart. Will your heart respond by saying, Lord, here I am. Lord, I'm coming. Will your heart respond by saying, yes. If you're here today, maybe you're at home, maybe you're here in the church. You sense God speaking to you this morning. You don't quite understand what's happening, what's going on, but you know you've got to say yes. If that's you right now, just lift your hand. Just lift your hand and say, I give God my yes. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I give God my yes. I see that hand. Give God your yes. Give God your yes. Now, how many today will say, this is my season. This is my time. It's now. <laughs> I want the double portion. I want everything God has for me. And I'm going to persevere. I'm going to pursue. I'm going to lean in because I'm going to receive that double portion. If that's you today, I want you to stand all across this auditorium. GT worship is going to lead us. I'm going to ask you to step out from where you are and come down front. Let's build an altar here. Let's lift our hands toward heaven. Let's pursue. Let's say, Lord, here I am. I speak to the Lord.